snap photos from the pit, documented musical stories, thrashed in the crowd, and raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Dread Doll, and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Angel Rose Red. Gabby Chaos. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Emily Plamondon out of Quebec, Canada. Emily is best known for her radio show, Punk Tenente, singing for Fifty Shades of Punk Rock, and Excuse Me, Mister. Her love of puns, her amazing record collection she shares on Instagram, and for her podcast called Punk Rock Get. You can also catch her live on Facebook every Sunday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. But before we bring her in, let's go around the room. Angela, what's going on with you? I got my Punk Rock Paintbrushes book today, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have a photo in there from our awesome. first Punk Rock Paintbrush excursion at Sound Sisters. That was the first thing we covered together. I just was really excited. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. So I definitely encourage. Were you really excited? I was. I was really, <laughs> really excited. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, damn it. I wish I could go back in time and retake the photo, you know, and, and just live in the moment again, <laughs> you know. But I guess that's why we have photos, right? So you can look back and live in the moment again. But no, it was really it was really cool. I was really humbled and excited about it. Glad to have a little sliver of the contribution of the punk rock and paintbrushes. So definitely encourage anybody that has a love for art and all things rad to pick it up because they think they're still taking orders. But that's, that's cool. Is it just like it. is it just like a punk rock and paintbrushes yearbook? Yeah, kind of. I mean it doesn't really have it's more focused and really in depth of the artist. Cool. So which I thought was amazing. So really high quality like just examples of each individual artist and and their different pieces and the biography. I didn't get uh too much time to dive into it before we had to come over here but it, the quality is amazing. It's a beautiful beautiful book and it, there was a lot of hard work that went into it and you can tell that it just really really reflected the, the voices of the artist which was great. So yes, more so of a profile of the artist than of the actual event. So which I thought was cool. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah, it was really cool. So congratulations to them for sure. Um, and then uh, just continuing to working on, you know, content. Got a lot of things in the works. I'm upping my um, gear so we can have some different stuff on our site. And uh, today released a article that talks about how I overcame my anxiety photographing the live stream, which... It was a big deal for me. I feel that I like really, really went to the depths of how my social anxiety has impacted me. And, and um, yeah, it felt pretty raw putting it out there, but I, you know, had a friend and also Patrick, one of our loyal listeners, one of our fans, what's up, Patrick, um, Patrick. reached out, Patrick. <laughs> reached out and he liked it. And then I had another friend that was just like, thank you so much for saying that. Cause that's how I've been feeling. So if, you know, that in itself, just shit is real. Anyways, what's going on with you again? Uh, well, I've been working really hard the past, I don't know how long it's been now, <laughs> to bring you guys the new Sound Sister Studio. I just put some of the final touches, but uh, should hopefully be finally 100% done next week. And on our awesome picture wall, there's only one photo that you did not take. So this <laughs> would be... 
So, so we have one for the listeners that you will see pictures later on probably this week, but one wall has got all of our photographs that Angela and I have taken or just like memories, but there's one photo I snuck in here that is not yours. <laughs> wow. wow. But it's a really good photo. I love that photo. I love your concert <laughs> photos. So that and it's a pink's photo too. So there's your so much. There's your wow. <laughs> that means so much. It's pretty amazing to see. Yeah. But yeah, just been working on giving you bitches the best studio you can. So <sighs> that's, that's my, my bitch. <laughs> that's my bitch. We love you so much. This yeah. is so it's beautiful. It looks so great. Yep. And well, I'm like excited you, for you too to yeah, be able well, to like create. You said, you're upgrading all your gear. You know, it's a new year, and uh, it was time to upgrade our our microphones and <laughs> even our tables. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just been upgrading everything slowly and. Uh, Hopefully we can bring you that new format in May. So I'm looking so forward to excited. it. Thank you for, you know, all the contributions you've done. It's beautiful. Dude, this, this Gabby is a DIY queen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was great coming over and hanging out yeah. with you and her, she just owns it. What, give her a paintbrush, give her an idea. She's gone. She'll get it done. She'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. What's up, boo? Yeah, it looks good in here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we just got back from California. Yeah. That was exciting. So we worked yeah. on new songs, new demos, polished out some notes that we received from a certain bad cop, bad cop member mm-hmm. who is producing this record. Yeah, I think we've already said it. Like Lynn had sent us some notes or whatever. So yeah, we got through that and it was a good time. It's just nice to like finally get away from home and have a little... I I don't want to say like I'm not like stressed about COVID, but just being vaccinated, there is that sigh of relief, like knowing, yeah, yeah, I could still get sick or, you know, but it's not going to put me in the hospital. And like, I'm so excited. I personally, whenever I see pictures of the three of you guys together, (laughs) it makes me so happy. I get so excited because I'm all... (gasps) They're together. The trifecta. <laughs> the other trifecta. <laughs> Makes me happy. You get like teary eyed. I do. I do. <laughs> I know. Because I, I love the three of you guys. And I know it's it's hard being a long distance relationship, but you guys make it work. So huh? <laughs> we do. It's a lot of work. All right. We're going to jump into the round table topic here on this topic. We're going to get into what it means to be a community over competition. Whether you're in a band, you're an artist, you're another podcast, what does that really look like? And how can you lift each other up during times where you're essentially kind of competing over the same things and putting out content? But, you know, for us, Sound Sister, it's all about community and lifting each other up and pushing each other to do our best. So let's get into it. Uh, Angela, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because. It can be easy to fall down the rabbit hole of trying to just one up and beat the other person. But we got to remember that together we're a scene, right? We need to have representation of multiple voices. And sometimes I find that whenever you put female in front of something that you do, which is something that we're very proud of, right? We're, we're females in the music industry. That's the essence of our podcast and our platform. But also sometimes it's easily trying to compare yourself to other platforms that are similar and gender specific, more or less. 
I mean, we don't really think too much how much males like compete to be male podcasts. Like usually that's not necessarily a big thing or male photographers compete. It's just more or less they're photographers competing, but sometimes, and maybe it isn't even yourself. It's like other people that may put that on, on you. So it's more or less like realizing where that stems from. But I think that one of the biggest things is knowing where you're at and knowing that having multiple voices makes a community. So we don't have all the answers. We don't have the point of view that is the end all be all. So we need these other platforms so we can all be harmonious and lift each other up and have diversity within our ideas. So I remember when we were photographing and going for different shows back in the AZ chaos days with Gabby, Gabby said to me one time, she says, you know what? There's enough photo passes for everybody. We're all going to end up doing it. We're all going to shoot it, you know? And it may date back from me just being in photo classes, art classes. A lot of times we would go on excursions together. You would be standing next to like some of these amazing photographers that have like 10 plus years than you. And you're thinking you're going for the same shot and you're standing next to this person, but guess what? It looks completely different because it's different point of view. So I guess understanding that more and realizing let's be a part of the effects of things as opposed to the cause of it. And, you know, Chelsea Handler said it once really, really well that just because someone else's light is burning doesn't make yours less brighter. And that's something that I always try to tell myself when I feel myself getting those feels that aren't necessary PMA. So hmm. that's what I try to do. Am I perfect? No. Have I had some learning moments? Moments? Yes. 110%. But that's the thing. Like we just got to keep growing and being positive and being better than every single day than we were the day before. I agree. I feel like it's definitely changed in the last 10 years, like just with women and females and in the punk scene, they're a lot more together now like mm -hmm. more of a community and uh, I love sharing I'm a technology geek and so I'm always sharing information with like other podcasts um, like recently I showed uh, anyways whatever podcast how yeah. to do a trick on the computer and like it worked for him unfortunately it didn't work for my setup but he was like very thankful about it and like we shared tips and tricks um, even screen printing like uh, stupid rad there it should be my competition but we don't see it that way we're just I asked him, he's been in that business for, I don't know, probably 20 plus years more than I have. Wow. And he shares knowledge or I ask him stuff. And it's just really cool to see like the community just open to everybody. Hey. So that's, that's been my take on it. It's just, you can talk to anybody and like, they won't like try to up you one or maybe they have, but I haven't seen it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that there's something to be said about, you know, giving back. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's like a big thing. A lot of like our artists or musicians that we talk to, they're all about, Hey, ask me questions. Hey, let me, let me know if you want some tips or pointers because it's all about um, them giving back because someone did that for them too. We're not all born with this knowledge. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> we all figure it out somewhere. Right. I think, you know, uh, if we want to get into like the business aspect of how we can be um, community, sorry. I, and I've talked about this on the podcast before is like, 
you know, I follow all the other different podcasts and, and try to keep up with their content and what they're doing. And a lot of the times, because of algorithms, their promo posts are not getting seen, especially if it has like a lot of text or whatever. So what I've been doing is like, it's so crazy that you have to like do this, but to get it like pushed up more into the stream, you have to like save it to a collection and heart it and then comment on it. So a lot of the times I'll like comment on their stuff or like it or save it to a collection or share it. And you know, that's a small thing that I can do to try to help maybe push that kind of stuff to my followers on my social media. Like it's a little, it's a little platform, but like it's there. Um, But uh, you know, hopefully people will kind of take into consideration what I'm sharing and check it out, you know, cause I think it's cool. So maybe they'll think it's cool. Um, The other thing is like, you know, even with podcasting, like asking the other podcasts for their opinions or Terry helped me figure out how to like pull a video from YouTube and just kind of like walked me through all the steps. And that's just kind of like the friendship we've built. Like I've never even met her. She's in Canada, but we have a common ground. It's punk rock It's podcasting. And for whatever fucking reason, like she supports the band and the podcast and it's fucking cool. Like it's just part of that community aspect to it. And uh, I really respect that kind of, you know, friendship. And I think, I think it's, it's something to keep growing towards. And I love that. I love that. I see that you're, you lead by action and that's so important, right? I guess maybe that's, that's what we can all do is just lead with kindness mm-hmm. and just follow along and, and, um, do your thing. I, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, <laughs> I think just, uh, you know, be there for your sister and not drag them down. Like yes. we're, yeah, we're, we're different platforms, but we're all sound sisters. Like we're all like trying to make noise and like bring attention to shit that we find cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So be there for your sound sisters. It, it goes it goes beyond this table of Gabby, Angela, and I. All right, we're going to take a small break here, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Emily of Punk Rocket right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Pink is just for girls. Punk is for the boys. You don't have any kids. Aren't you too?
right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, welcome to the Sound Sister Podcast, all the way from Canada, Emma Lee, punk rock, rocket. When you do that, <laughs> I it started one episode with Gabby and I. We just meow at each other and, yeah. and purr, I guess, during episodes while Drea's <laughs> trying to move things along. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta build the excitement, you know it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it's so great to talk to you. How are you doing? Fine. I'm really happy to to for you to having me. It's great. My English sucks, but I, I'll try to. Uh, <laughs> to make myself understand. <laughs> I don't know. You're doing great. Yeah. You're doing great by me. I think you're doing awesome. Exactly. I, uh, I catch my boyfriend is American, so he only speaks English. So I learned so much. I practiced a lot. So I'm much better than I used to be. But still, sometimes I'm just freezing. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. looking for words. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do that and I speak fluent English. So. <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> no, I was I was watching I was watching some of your streams. I just absolutely love your energy. I think you just have such a great personal quality with your listeners and your fans and i'm like i want to put your energy in a coffee mug for me (laughs) because it's amazing but i was i was curious about that because i've noticed some of your episodes you do bounce between you know french and english too and so i was curious about what that's like like is your do you find that your viewers are are you know from all over or do you have a specific demographic uh, I, I have to tell you first that I have a, I've been hosting a radio show here in Quebec City since like uh, 2004, so 17 years almost. So I started with only local crowd, like people from Quebec who were listening to me. And then I started to do those Facebook lives maybe two or three years ago. And then uh, some people were sharing it. So a lot of people from all around the world just came to check because I was playing some punk rock and like punk rock is so universal so and then I was like oh I need to speak English now and oh uh, some people are from like Japan and uh, Spain so I so I I started to just switch between French because I think most of the crowd is still from Quebec but we still have a lot of people who speak different language so I just switch and it's, it's really fun yeah. that's awesome I think that's great that you just open up your entire you know, demographic everywhere. So I think that's, that's really interesting. Um, I'm just curious, like, uh, you know, you said you had a radio show. So did you go to school for that? Or is that something you just fell into? How did that happen? Um, Actually, the radio station I work for is in the university in Quebec City. So it's a local, uh, not communitary, is it a word? <laughs> not yeah. Uh, It's a small small radio station, but I started to do this show when I was studying psychology in university and I just never stopped. (laughs) Even after my studies were were done, I just kept doing it over and over. So it just kept me. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. So, but I, because I used to be a social worker and it was really hard and like, it was just, 
I was exhausted, so I changed the I changed the job. But so at at some point, I was thinking maybe I I should do uh, a very um, official radio course, and. Mm-hmm try to make it a career but then i was like no i just love punk rock i'm I'm not that a fan of radio i love punk rock so i want to spread it so i i wouldn't like to work in a official radio station and just you know i wanted to keep my own project so i just start doing some something else and so i didn't I didn't choose i didn't chose to uh, have a professional career in radio just it's just my passion and maybe that's why I still doing it I'm still doing it that's awesome well and a lot of uh, what we try to do is provide advice or at least just experiences from different perspectives and the music industry so I mean you have a great following you have a lot of followers on social media do you have any sort of tips and advice that you can give to people on best practices on how to gain like viewers or listeners or or whoever just to get your product out there i'm really happy you're asking me this because i was thinking about finding some time to help some bands to get more reach because i think um, uh, because of my 17 years of radio um i met a lot of bands for interviews so uh i think most of my followers are from bands and maybe some listeners too. Then I noticed that uh, on Instagram, for example, uh, when I was posting some uh, vinyl reviews or some new bands stuff, I put some hashtags and then it could I could post a picture of a vinyl and then I have like uh, 13 new followers right away. Like, so it's, wow. it's a mix of posting often being really passionate with what you do don't do fake things this is the worst thing in my opinion like don't buy fake followers don't uh but just i think i'm a i'm a very social person so i love to talk about punk rock all the time so i'm genuinely uh, happy to talk about that so I think it can maybe attract some punk rockers who love to talk because punk rockers love to talk about punk rock so much. You probably noticed. <laughs> <laughs> talking about it. So, yeah. I love also some old bands so it brings some nostalgia nostalgia to some people. They love to talk about it so when they see posts about I don't know a new uh, a whole no FX album they're just like, "Oh my god." And then they check what I do and they see, "Okay, she loves punk rock." she checks out she's legit (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but yeah it's a mix of uh, people from bands so it helped me like i i know a lot of bands so it's because i interviewed a lot of them local international and since the last two years i um i tried to discover smaller bands from all around the world and i totally focused on this because it makes me so happy to just just like uh, dig into some new bands and reach them, talk with them. So I think it helps to to get more followers. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. I never analyzed like a lot, but it might be something like that. I I mean that's kind of how I found you. Is that someone tagged me? Mm-hmm. on on your live stream on Facebook mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, Drea, she's playing uh, Venomous Pink song right now. 
So I, I, I go to it and it's, you know, her and she's speaking French and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Who is this right now playing Venomous <laughs> Pink? adorable soul playing Venomous yeah. Pink, loving drinking coffee, right? Because you love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, it's yeah. that's how we've, I've, you know, found Emily. Yeah. And, um, we've kind of just like corresponded back and forth mm-hmm. through social media. I think that's a really big too. And so like little bit, like small bands, like the Venomous Pinks, you know, we definitely appreciate yeah. what you're you're doing for the little guys like like us yeah well it also thinks it seems like you took your social work essence and background and now you're doing the social work deed with the punk rockers that's so nice this is the best thing i've heard for so for a long time i never realized that <laughs> well it's true i mean you're definitely i Mm -hmm. mean i mean so i'm social work people that have do that work have a special soul they have and you're doing that work but only in something amazing like this this like punk rock so i think it's definitely always it's important to l bands because bands are like because i I used to work with families and it makes so much sense what you just said because i i I used to (laughs) and bands are like families too (laughs) so we need to take care of the bands you know and uh, speaking of uh venomous pinks i remember it was a request from a rad woman called uh, her name is uh jody and she made a request for your song pizza slice is it yes (laughs) yeah yeah i heard you yeah. yeah, what a great song to discover! <laughs> <by>. <laughs> Pizza, Pizza slice, yeah. so good. Yeah, so yeah, it's a. I love to take care of bands, and I love to balance the things the things I post about between uh, smaller bands because it's for me they are as talented, often more <laughs> than bigger bands. But I love my nostalgic nineties punk, punk rock, so yeah. I love to switch from both, and I think. Some people love either one or the other. And like w- what makes me the most happy, to be honest, is when I post a repunkmendation. <laughs> a lot of puns. So I call, when I post a smaller band, uh, I say, I write like repunkmendation. So nothing makes me more happy when someone wrote uh, writes me a dm and says i just discovered this band thank you for posting it i'm like yeah yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> great like, <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. was punk always your passion or what what were you listening to in high school okay i have a weird journey about punk rock so i was um i started I, I was into music really young. My grandmother used to make me sing uh, all the time. Then I discovered some Quebec pop rock singers. I should send you uh, some links. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. Women like Julie Mars, Marie Carmen, France D'Amour, very powerful women um, with a solo career, but like pop rock. So I was really into this music. Then I discovered the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I was really into I the want Backstreet it that way. <laughs> well, tell me why. <laughs> Baby, I'll tell you what I want. Tell you what I want. What I really, really want. 
was Backstreet Boys. So no, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I was into that pop music, uh, really into like dance. You know, did you know the Dance Mix 94 compilations back in yeah. the day? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So really into this. And at the end of uh, high school, I discovered punk rock because I had some friends. It's always, it's really often like that. We have some friends listening to punk rock. Uh, they had, they started a band and they invited me to sing the soft part of the Stand By Me cover by Pennywise. When the night, and then after that, it's like, so darling, darling, stand. So it would, the singer would take the mic back and. So they invited me to sing some punk rock song, but the soft part. <laughs> so I was like, hey, someday I want to sing this. This <laughs> punk rock part too. God damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I started at the end of high school. So, and there was some other uh, boys in the courtyard playing Aki ball. You know, it's like a little bag oh. of sand. Yeah, and- hacky sack. Oh, hacky oh, sack. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and they were having a little... Uh, sound system ghetto radio and they were oh, playing rock and i asked one of them can you make can you burn me a cd because i'm yeah i'm old by the way i'm 37 so it's like, like girl <laughs> i just turned 40 we're we're you're in right company we speak the same language so let's do this <laughs> every time i'm starting to talk about uh, every time i start to talk about burning cds i'm like oh yeah i should tell my age now because <laughs> my Oh, let's let's talk about mixtapes, okay? With um, a tracks on the horizon with some vinyl. Yep, that's how I love it. <laughs> so I I just asked him, can you burn me a CD with punk rock bands? Because I only knew like uh, like Offspring, Blink One Eighty Two, and I think I I I heard some Bad Religion. I was like, oh, it's different. It's similar but different. So he burned me some NoFX. News for name, bad religion, rancid, etc. So I just started like this. Then I went to college and I was back to pop music and clubbing. I was clubbing a lot. <laughs> so I stopped listening to some punk rock for like a year or two. And then I had a philosophy class in college. <laughs> it's so cliche what I'm going to say, but it's, it's the true story. And I was reading the book Brave New World. Do you know that? Uh, it's a very nice novel. It's like a dystopia novel about a fake world where people only do their job and just uh, don't think by themselves because they are taking soma pills. Like, oh, and wow. I was like, oh, that's me when I go when I go to nightclubs. I don't want to be like this forever. Let's get back to punk rock. <laughs> so I got back to punk rock and never never left again. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> that's such a yeah yeah really funny because i started the radio show at the beginning of my university um studies and i didn't know much about punk rock at this time i knew like some songs of some bands but i knew i I liked it a lot so i just started to burn cds burn cds burn cds bring it to the radio station play this people were calling me on the phone hey do you know randy was like what's randy i don't know that no, take notes, burn CDs with Randy, bring it back to the other week. It was, it was so complicated without internet. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is a great example of fucking badass women. Like just, you don't have to know everything, but enough to start. And then that's, 
that's how we got here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. Because if you if we are waiting until we know everything, I would never I would never start, and I will I will stay, I will I would be still waiting. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So we we like to start our episodes with roundtable topics. Uh, where we try to provide insights from our perspective as far as the music industry or me as a photographer, you know, writer, that sort of thing. So from your perspective, we always like to really promote community over competition. So of course, like you have this wonderful platform, this podcast, and everyone tries to naturally group like, Oh, female podcasters that are in the punk rock industry together. But really for us, it's all about lifting one another up and celebrating our differences and our voice. So where, what kind of best practices or where's your standpoint in regards to that whole notion of trying to have that positive supporting one another in building community? Oh, I love this. Ah, I think it's so important and you're right. And I, when I, got a little more exposure on social media i discovered you i discovered like uh, other podcast like uh, mabel syndrome uh, girls like us <laughs> um, <laughs> that's great that's so awesome, awesome. <laughs> girls like us uh, and you podcast too really cool from carolina she's from the band cf98 she has a very new podcast called band age uh she talks about how a band becomes successful what's the secret it's really interesting so yeah there's a lot of of punk rock women having podcasts and it's so important i used to be alone in quebec province hosting a show i think it's just really recent since another woman is hosting also a punk rock show in in the province here and i was like oh my god like we need more so yeah i think it's it's really important to uh lift uh, what how did you say that because i don't want to one another up (laughs) this expression (laughs) so i I mean emotionally and and physically i'm short you know so sometimes that's good anyway sorry dad joke (laughs) i had to i had to it was right there guys i got this one uh yeah um but yeah it's important to share other people's work talk about it doing some episodes together yeah it's so 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 important like women in every field, not even not only punk rock, but for me, I mean, I'm I'm always into punk rock, so it's easier to find women with punk rock projects for sure. But yeah, what do you think? Because you oh, do yeah. it, you have a lot of women uh, guests. I should have some. I am trying to get some on my new podcast. I tried to play some uh, repunkmentation with uh, women uh, in bands, stuff like this. Yeah, we need. There's a band called the Venomous Pinks. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we definitely talked a lot about um, how it's it's just important for us to build that community. And you can't really build community when there's just one or two like True. you, right? And so we all have different voices and we, we, we're stronger unified. So, uh, you, I mean, definitely you listed off some great platforms that, you know, we fully fully support like mabel syndrome girls can you do that for me girls like us can you do that for me again (laughs) (laughs) nice and then um she's a punk she's a punk um is one and then also riot squad media you know that i mean 
<laughs> but I mean, I also think that it's a matter instead of looking at like, oh, we're co- there's no copying. It's just it's like inspiration, right? We inspire each other. And so everyone has their own voice. So it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. No, no copying at all. Because man never said like never says like, huh, he started playing guitar. He started a podcast. He's copying me. I never I don't think it's yes. Yeah. <laughs> not an issue. So why would it be an issue for us? No, that's not true. I can't, I don't believe in this. <laughs> you are so right, sister. Do you- um, can I, it's about music, but I have a, a, a story I, I need to tell about that. Oh, oh my God. Once I was, um, uh, I was playing a show with my band because I have a duet, a cover band, a duet, uh, punk rock cover acoustic band called 50 Shades of Punk Rock. We were playing with uh, uh, another uh, a very great women woman artist and after we played she played so i was like oh, watching her with like a big smile because she's so talented and then a dude came to see me and said she's great huh? she's really pretty she's so talented and i'm like yeah and he, he told me are you jealous sometimes i'm like what the fuck <laughs> I got so mad. I was like, "What's the point with telling me this? I'm just like watching an amazing woman playing a show. That's what I do." Yeah. Wow. See, and wow. that's what we were talking about before. Sometimes it, it's not even coming from the front lines; it's coming from outsiders trying to put us in a certain mm-hmm. way of yeah. like females against one another. And that's yeah. so not 2021. I mean, that's so not how we're living life. Are you jealous? <laughs> you should be jealous, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, so what did you say? What did you tell him? I said, I'm just admiring, uh, watching an amazing woman doing a show because she's really talented and she's a friend. So it was like, that. that's it. That's <laughs> it. but he's and he was like no but you're super talented too that's not that and i said no i know i I didn't think he said that to uh to this diminish me diminish 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 yeah diminish yeah Yeah. i didn't take it that that way but i was like it's so in our brains this yes like we are raised uh, thinking that women are competitioning together it makes me sick. I'm sick of this. But I think it's way better than it used to be, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Way better mm-hmm. from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that we kind of talked about earlier is how just the punk rock community is there is more like female representation than there was uh 15 years ago you know yeah. when i started getting into punk rock and everything mm-hmm. like back in the day it was more girls can be mean like yes. and they you know in the internet and yeah. it, it didn't you know women did not think twice about you know telling you oh your fucking band sucks or you're a fucking cunt like <laughs> yeah. how easily you can hide behind computer screen but it's been really cool to see like the progression of how supportive we are and how many really great bands are with females. And, and uh, do you feel like that's maybe similar in Canada? I, I'm not really familiar with how yeah. the punk scene is there. Like, would you say it's might that was have, something similar? Might have been, but 
my my perspective is that I've I've been really lucky personally. I've never felt that kind of shit. Almost not. But I know that I, some women in bands got into shit a lot, a lot. Yeah, I heard some stories about. And uh, how long have you been playing together, Venomous? Eight, like eight years. And I'm I'm curious to know what evolution did you notice as a band because i i'm in a duet with a man but it's different i think uh than what you might have experienced and i'm very curious about that yeah when we first started we would have i we would get a lot of backhanded compliments or you know i would be carrying my equipment and someone a man would a man would ask me oh are you carrying that for your boyfriend i'm like well no this is mine like (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm playing. But you know, I I mean, I don't. I feel like we don't really, we're not really faced a lot with that now. Are you compared with other uh, women's bands, even if it's not the same genre and stuff like, like that? <laughs> we used to a lot. Like we used to back in the day. But I think I don't know. Just literally in the last, let's say, three years, it's like yeah, it's. I think more bands have come together because it only takes one band or one person to be positive and not she's a fucking cunt bitch you know well, like. <laughs> yeah and I, you know what we get we get bikini kill thrown a lot yeah. when you know describe our band but i don't really think we sound like them i think just maybe it's the attitude, it's the attitude like yeah you, you know you can be totally fine sometimes no problem well, yeah, and I I said this. I, we did an interview yesterday, and, and I said, you know, Bikini Kill gets thrown out a lot to us. I don't really see it musically, but I think it's a really nice compliment to yeah, be right, compared yeah. to. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think as a podcast, uh, we got it as well, like in the beginning, too. And it's like just because we like punk rock and we have vaginas doesn't mean we're all alike. <laughs> I mean, I support them all, and they're great, but we all have our own perspective and i think that that also kind of happened to me too as as a female photographer like i i had at shows a guy just thought i was in the pit like being an assistant to some random guy that that was my boyfriend i'm like actually no my husband is in the crowd because i got him into the show because of my photography status thanks you're just holding the camera you know that's kind of how it was yeah exactly i'm like who doesn't even have that and it was so awkward but i mean and i mean i guess it's it's just to keep being better every single time but it is interesting to see your evolution as as a band because i remember you talking about the early days how it w- was such a thing and now now it's not and i definitely think it's also generational too i think that everyone's a lot more woke everyone's a lot more accepting and we also have to face the facts especially someone like me that's in my 40s we have a new crop coming in and to be socially sound and accepting and loving is cool. And it it is the way to be. And so grateful to see the other side of that. Yeah. Well, even like 10 years ago, like that's how I met you because you were nice and you weren't a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And I took photos. Yeah. Well, I didn't really, I was, you know, like I fronted this pop punk band and like, I didn't know any other women. Uh, Yeah. Cause like they're all bitches or like they're cunts and, here comes Angela just being this nice person. I'm like, oh, you're not a bitch. Like, <laughs> let's be friends. And then 10 years later, 
Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Quebec City, we have a very nice crowd of punk rock women. They are not necessarily musicians or, or podcasters, but there's a lot of women in shows. So we are we have we are a very nice uh, punk rock girls crew here, and uh, makes me so happy. Mm. Very great people. Mm. I miss them. I haven't seen them in more than a year. Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Like? What? Is, how is things like where you're at right now as far as COVID and are you vaccinated? Is that something you're wanting to do? Like we, I mean, it's definitely different here, you know, than it is. Describe us what it's like for our listeners. Yeah. So I'm in Quebec city, Canada. We had some problems with vaccine, a provision, a provisional, uh, getting vaccines enough. So now people over 45 years old had their first shot and we have to wait four months before the second shot here because we we're having lack of vaccines and oh, wow yeah science says that we can wait until four months so it can still be effective so i didn't have my first shot yeah my parents had the first oh good happy and it's really interesting because uh, I mean it's not the perfect situation but there's a nursing home who got some new cases of COVID after the first shot but almost nobody died and they were they had a very mild version version <laughs> of COVID wow yeah. that's it great kind of works, but I, I still think it's disappointing like because like the US you the ex-president didn't care at all <laughs> about the virus, but now you almost are vaccinated. But it's it's such a good thing. Such a good thing. Uh, yeah. So my, my boyfriend is American and he's leaving soon. And he's going to get his two vaccine shots before I have my first one when he comes back. <laughs> oh, wow. So we are still in Quebec City. We had a very bad increasing of cases uh, recently. The ICUs are almost full, so uh, we are on a total lockdown with our curfew uh, from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. And everything is closed, schools are closed, restaurants, bars, so we can go to do some groceries, and that's it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So what have you been doing to, to cope then? Drinking beer. <laughs> that beer looks awesome. It looks yummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, almost, I, I'm a very huge fan of IPAs. So this one is almost an IPA. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been, at first I was really depressed and anxious for months. But then I just was tired of this. <laughs> I bought a piano because I used to play piano for like five years when I was a teenager. I think I was pretty good at the time. So I just, and I don't know why I stopped. So I was so anxious that I, I was trying to find a way to just focus in the mo- present moment. So I was like, oh, what about a piano? So I bought a piano and I it helped me a lot to cope. I started the Punk Rocket Show, the new podcast. And I got a nice home studio with my boyfriend. So it's so I could do some my my recording from home instead of going to the radio station. So that helped me a lot, and I started to read books again. Uh, yeah. So, but I'm still depressed sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. 
That's understandable. Right. That's one of the things that we've tried to talk on the podcast too, is just being socially aware and, and, you know, letting our listeners know it it's okay to like not be okay. It's a weird time right now. I know Angela, you've really just been transparent about your things that are, are going on. Yeah. And I, I think the reason why it's so important to be out there, like we touched on earlier is that, if one person listens and they could be like, Oh, I feel that too. It's, it's, it's totally worth it. And, uh, it just keeps that. We just have to be there for one another. We really do. We have to, we just have to show that strength. And I think that being strong doesn't always mean that you are admitting that you are weak at times or you feel not a hundred percent that actually shows strength by admitting that. And so the more and more we talk about that, the more and more we can all heal. And so I think for a while there, I was so quick to be understanding and comforting to everyone else, but I wasn't showing the same thing to myself. And so you have to do that for yourself and you have to know that it's temporary like your state and that you can push forward. You have to understand that. And yeah, uh, on the Facebook live every Sunday, I always, I asked my listeners how, how they are and like people sometimes just broke up with someone. So I'm like, okay, we, she needs love. Let's give her some love. I think it's a Aww. way to cope. So yeah, people are sometimes very depressed about everything, whether wherever they are on the planet. Sometimes it was in Europe, people were more stressed. Sometimes it's here. Uh, it's so normal. I mean, people lost families member uh, in this pandemic. Uh, people lost jobs, lost shows. I used to go to a show every week, cl- very close to my place. There's a very nice venue. And all summer, uh, even now, they 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 used to do some virtual live shows with real bands going there, but I couldn't go because <laughs> I can't, but I live so close. I was like, ah, I'm so frustrated. Uh, but yeah, I think it's the, the secret is to talk about, about it when we don't feel good. It's totally fine. It's normal. Everything is shut down. So, I mean, it's hard, but at the same time, I think we need to maybe think about getting new skills, new hobbies, or getting our old hobbies back, the one we used to put aside because we said we, we had no time to do it, not enough time. So I think a mix of both. And if you want to take a nap for four hours, like I do really often, just do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> true. We got to find some beauty in this. Like we got to come out, we got to create and there, something beautiful has to come out of this sadness. Mm-hmm. We have to win. And those are the ways to win. Yeah, and some some bands just started to write a lot of songs. Some bands just stopped because they had no inspiration at all. It's just normal things. Right. Okay, because at the beginning of the pandemic, I heard people said that it's okay not to be productive, and it talked to me a lot. <laughs> like, because at first I was like, okay, let's work from home, let's do this and this and this. But that was in my head. I was like, I just can't. I'm just sad. I'm yeah. Scared. I'm anxious about what can happen to my family, what can happen in the society, because people are really divided too. That's another thing. People are fighting. So, yeah. It's okay. I know you've been transparent about that too, Drea. 
Oh, yeah. I, I just did not have like any motivation to pick up the guitar, you know, after they shut down where we live in, in Phoenix. I went months without really, really picking it up. And that was something I did like every week, you yeah. know, because we were constantly playing. Yeah. Like I was playing it a lot. And then, but, you know, it goes back to just, I don't know, just kind of taking a break and not really understanding what this means now for my life. And that is my life. So, like, that's the whole, like, what do I do with my life <laughs> as a musician? Like, what do I do? Um, so I throw, throw myself into podcasts and start learning bit, uh, audio editing and, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, um, that's learning a new tool. Yeah, so, we keep our brain uh, focused on something, but not too much. Right. Yeah. And it's okay to take half hour hour nap. It's okay to not create because you know what? When the time comes, you'll be nice and rested. Sometimes <laughs> you need some rest, right? You got to listen to your body and know yeah. what's right or wrong, you know. Uh, as you know, as a Canadian, was it frustrating for you to watch Donald Trump and his actions and the whole last year? Like I understand um, America was just a big dumpster fire for no, like no. yeah. <laughs> was hard because my like i said my boyfriend is american so it's hard for him and because of all this covid things we had to the border was closed for months <laughs> so in five months we've seen each other a week because i could go in the u.s but he couldn't come here for a long time before mm -hmm. our government opened for unmarried couples so it was hard and with yeah but i mean since donald trump was elected i was pissed but it was worse <laughs> in the last year with everything that happened all racism sexism uh, like the the fact that he divided people pro intentionally and never took the time to just calm people you know what i mean uh so yeah plus my own situation with my boyfriend Friend, we saw direct consequences of this and yeah but it's like now it's better and just before the interview we were we were watching the biden's uh talk conference i don't know how oh, yeah mm -hmm. with two women behind the vice uh, president and yeah so we were like oh feels good huh? <laughs> so great yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. And I was, yeah. I have so many friends in the US. I was like, oh, that's sad. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. What do they call the US from Canada? Like, we're like the crackhead neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <Next Canada. laughs> Didn't Terry call that thing? So. Yeah. <laughs> we're just watching us from the window. I love like, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because it's true. <laughs> but luckily, it's a little different. Now we're in rehab, I feel. We're getting better. We're getting, you know, yeah. we're, that's how we're at right now. We're survivors. We're survivors. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about you being a musician. Let's let's talk about, you know, what that looks like currently and, you know, with everything that's going on and you know, how you got into to that? Uh, so my my friend with whom I have a duet, Simon, is a social worker too, but in the in ER. So it was risky to see him. So we 
saw each other maybe three times in the last year and a half or something. So it was really hard because we used to, like you said, uh, play every week. We used to do a lot of shows and some just rehearsal. So we tried to do some cover songs in distance. We did like two or three. Was was great, but it's not the same thing. We recently had the chance to do a virtual live stream. So we had a little road trip together in a very nice venue. We played for two hours on the live stream. It was really, really fun. Even if there wasn't, there wasn't any crowd, but we were together. It was so much fun. I tried to practice piano and because I, I always thought I'm, I was only a singer. So I never took the time to really learn an instrument and I never had confidence about it. Never. Still, I still don't have a lot of confidence of, about me playing while singing. So I just try to practice this a lot, a lot more. Mm. That's awesome. That's where I am. It's more fun. I'm, I, yeah, it's for me, play, playing music was only just for fun all the time because I don't write song. I only do covers. So it's just like, it's just, I just want to sing my favorite songs, but change it a little bit make it acoustic it's fun i love vocal harmonies so much i love doing vocal harmonies it's i'm obsessed with it like sometimes i'm in the street and there's a car horns and i will just do a an harmony on it <laughs> that's <laughs> a good practice like, <laughs> i do that for waves and <laughs> oh, that's great. i love to do that so much i'm obsessed but i don't, <laughs> don't write songs so for now just having fun do some i'm gonna have to try that because yeah. i sing all day every day like just random stuff oh, in the house so i'm gonna have to do harmonies to that elevators so elevators and like so <laughs> i love it you know, I, I love covers, man. As someone that just is in the crowd, I, everybody wants to hear a song that they know. And I'm sorry, sometimes covers are harder than writing songs, I I feel. But I mean, because you have to figure out a way to change it up, make it different, mm -hmm. but still pay homage to the original song itself. There's a lot of dynamics. Acoustic. Yeah. 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 I'm a sucker for acoustic covers. So. Yes. Oh, but you do some covers too. The Joan yes. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. Oh, do. the Joan Jett cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk. I know we talked a little bit before. I asked you. You know, do you believe in ghosts? And you were like, no, like not really. <laughs> <laughs> but you you said you had like a, I think a story or something happened at work. Let's get in. Let's get into it. Yes. First. What is your definition of a ghost? I need to know that first. It, well, there's different ones, but I, I guess it's energy. Well, how we see it. Is it like know. dead people deciding to see you or just how do you see that? That's yeah, now question. she's asking the good question. That's some deep. This is what happens well, there's like, there when is... we get another podcaster on the show. They always end up interviewing. Us. Well, there is like your ancestors trying to see you, and then there's the dead people that are stuck. Right. So, but then there's that also theory that if you believe in past lives, that sometimes, you know, your part of your energy or your soul, like 
can come back and visit, but then you can still reincarnate. But there's like pieces of you that come and sees you. And then there's Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. Story and you, you because I don't believe in this, so you're gonna tell me what could it be? Because I never had an explanation. Okay, so I mean, we don't know. Okay, <laughs> we don't. Know. Maybe once upon a time, I was 18 years old, a uh, long time ago, and I was. It was my first job. I was working in a nursing home at night. I don't know. It was a private nursing home. I know it's. It sounds already scary. Yes. <laughs> me, and my best friend, me and my best friend at the time, we were switching all the shift, all the night shifts. So she was working three, uh, four nights. I was working three nights. And um, it was a private nursing home with maybe 20 um, elders there. And when people needed help, they would ring a bell and we would get a page page number and uh, with the the room number so we could go and help and i don't know why why they hired me because i was 18 i was studying in human science in college i wasn't even i, don't, I wasn't even a nurse but it was just that by the time they were sleeping and in the morning i would make breakfast for them so it was pretty basic but if something happened i wouldn't really be uh good for helping anyway <laughs> Uh, and for a moment every night the room once 116 uh, 116 would ring all the fucking nights all nights like 30 times i would get a page 116 116 116 and there was nobody in the room (gasps) in the basement and it would happen to my friend too all night every night like it was so scary that at the end we were uh, going to each other shift <laughs> without being paid just to support each other. And but I always thought it was a electric problem. But the the bus said no. We we cut the the signal there. So oh, and yeah. it's one one six. I'm trying to do yeah. numerology here. One one six all night every night so but we both never thought it was ghosts because for me it just makes no sense but now that i'm okay now it's now that i'm a a huge fan of space things and like the universe (laughs) maybe an explanation could be that there's another time space and we could travel between space uh, time yeah between time zones times yeah, and maybe I was <laughs> warning myself to quit this job. I don't know because it was a <laughs> <laughs> like. Did you see the the movie Interstellar? No. Yes. So good, but when I don't know. yeah, when the the man got into the black holes, he, he could yeah. could play with time and see himself in different times. So maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I a hundred. We were just talking about this earlier. I a hundred percent am a believer that there's time travelers. I do believe in the Medalla effect. I do believe in certain things like that. So that is an interesting, you know, thought process on something that we immediately would say, "Oh, that's a ghost." But you know, yeah, but I don't think because it's a time blip. You know, 
if it's a ghost in the definition of um, someone who's dead and wants to give signs, for me, it needs to have an intention and intention is in the brain, but the brain is dead. <laughs> so I'm always, maybe I'm too rational. I know I don't have the, <laughs> but like, yeah. So I, I don't love it. this definition of ghosts, but I, I'm not sure I'm right. But the only like surreal explanation for me would be the time travel thing. And yeah. Doc Brown, was it totally with you? Was it the all night or was it once a night? How what? it was phases. Okay. But for some phases it was like some I remember one time it was like 20 times in a row at like 4 a.m. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah, always at night, like from midnight to five. So I was like, maybe it's someone who pranked me, prank us, because it happened to my friend. But there wasn't any real phone number you can call and page 100. That would be a pretty boring life to be pranking someone, <laughs> like <laughs> calling that number over and over. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick of this at some point but it kept doing it <laughs> and I it was never... it was like a pager like the old school yeah okay i had a page with a black pager and yeah the person oh, I had a with a, a cord and he, th that person would pull it and it would page me maybe it was a little mouse like pulling on it <laughs> I mean, if you turn one one six upside down, it's nine one one. Maybe, <gasps> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's that's pretty valid. I have, like bad shivers right now. <laughs> shivers, I got them too. Damn. Yeah. Nine one one, dude. I mm. I just rocked her world twice. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Go asking for help or someone paging. Yeah, yeah. we never helped. <laughs> oh, no. Watch, it was like legit, a legit lie. <laughs> they were like, help me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, just think about it. it could be 911. It could be someone that passed in that room. I'm just saying. Probably yeah. saying. I don't know. I still think it's a like uh, electrical problem. That's okay. That's, <laughs> That's cool. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, we yeah. don't we don't claim to know. We don't try to make everybody believers. No, no, I, we actually love talking to those that are more scientific and logical. Yeah. Dre is one of those too. She has to talk me and Gabby off the ledge almost every time we go somewhere <laughs> to sleep at night. So <laughs> admit that it's a little weird that when we die uh, the brain is shut down and nothing stays I, I i can understand that it's it makes no sense though yeah science can't explain everything but i don't know i studied the brain in my uh um, university so for me when you die it's like that all our emotions, our uh, our intentions, our I don't know needs are all in the brain. It's all there. Oh. Yeah, man, that's that's some deep stuff, guys. <laughs> well, I think it's that's a good call out. Is one one six is nine one one backwards? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I text 
my friend about that, like right after. Text her and be Text like, Text her 116. <laughs> 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 a long time. So like, just, yeah, just text her. Oh, you haven't talked to her in a long time? Just text her randomly. 116. 116. Just, just, just wait until like midnight to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a, I think it's like eleven thirty there. there no, that's not one one. You're like, what the shit? <laughs> oh, that's late, good. That's late good. here, it's ten thirty. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty late there. Yeah, it's like read it. Oh, <laughs> what is she gonna say? What is she gonna say? Oh, I'm I don't know. I think she's shocked because she <laughs> everything's coming back. Yes, sir. Like scared. <laughs> it's got the scared emoji. She's like, oh shit. <laughs> she remembers. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a fucking valid response. Yeah. <laughs> Send her a voice text and asking her what she thinks it was. You guys, that could yeah. be that could be our code now. Yeah. We're just going to oh wait, we're saying this on a podcast where people listen. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's a live moment. Wait. Hey, mais toi, la, la chambre 116, au final, tu pensais que c'était quoi? Hein? Parce que je suis en train de parler de ça avec des amis sur un podcast. Je leur compte l'histoire puis on se demande vraiment c'était quoi. OK. She just voice <laughs> She just voice text. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It just reminds me of like waiting in line at Disneyland when you hear the other like like <laughs> other like languages. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's such a long time I haven't think about it. <laughs> I know, I know. About Disneyland. Um, so I have to ask you this question, and and this may be kind of weird because we asked other another guest who's had no, no idea how to answer this so it's okay oh. if you don't um call her out who do we ask <laughs> terry <laughs> terry is so popular in this episode yeah. today we love uh, you girl <laughs> we love you terry um <laughs> you too laura we love you baby anyway <laughs> <laughs> right right squad media right squad media anyway um so I asked this question and yeah, Terry had no idea because she's from Canada and she's like, we don't really eat those here, but I ask every person this. So if you were a burrito, what kind of burrito would you be? Do you, eat Do you no, like I don't burrito? Was, uh, the only burrito I had was my dad's recipe. So Ooh. very spicy with a lot of cheese on top, but I'm not a fan. I don't know. I, we, it's not really popular here maybe it's just me i don't know i need no no because no, terry said the same thing too so but i like that answer yeah. it was her dance burrito yeah. okay so let's change it up like what's your favorite kind of like food or like poutine do you like poutine yeah. i think that's <laughs> the thing right you're french do you like poutine <laughs> that's so terrible and you're from so, canada i know that's so like i just wow. grew people well, stereotyping say I'm her sorry. favorite type of poutine yeah she did she did, yeah. she, did. Oh, okay. she said like the, the and the cheese and all that stuff, yeah and so. she said she would put in a burrito so <laughs> i don't know in burrito a burritine could be great 
Three, there we go. You heard it first here, you guys. Sound sisters. A Puerto Burrito. Puerto Rico. Do you have like an hour ago, just before the, the this podcast, I had a put in with my boyfriend. He made it. He's now a Quebecois. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Plain. I love regular poutine with lots of sauce, lots of gravy. Yeah. Mm. Do you have a favorite like local spot that's like independently owned? Yeah, it's called Ashton. They have uh, we have a lot of those restaurants in Quebec City. There, there is one like two blocks away. <laughs> yeah, but we love to make our own here too. Fun. Nice. nice. I love the chairs. They are really unique in Quebec. Yeah, I love this. Put in it's such a great food for any reason. You're you're tired. You eat a poutine. You're back from traveling. You have a poutine. You're hangover. You had a poutine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in a. You just received. Food. You just received a text that says one one six. You eat a poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she said that the company who was working for the, the electrical stuff came and never knew what happened. Oh, she said, oh my God. She said, once my, my brother was with me, we arrived in the kitchen and all the things were open. How do, how do you call cabinets, it? Cupboards. Cabinets. All the cabinets were open. Whew. And she said, I don't believe in ghosts. I think there's another explanation, but it's mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's my ghost story. Yeah. Ghost story. Nine, 911. And Putin. And Putin. Oh, I wish I wish. <laughs> Man, I'll never that's forget your expression. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, is there any bands we should be listening to right now that are new? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's, so cute. She's so cute. I love her. <laughs> I can't. When this pandemic's over, we're going to hug the crap out of you. We're just going to come in to Quebec and eat some poutine. That'll be great. Here in my studio i have big mattress i have like a couch there you go that's where we're staying <laughs> tour spot guys new bands, new bands new bands oh there's a band in montreal called thick glasses they are they they're singing in french they are amazing amazing it's like punk rock with a little little electro synth uh a little like more hardcore sound They're great. New band. What do you mean by new? Like very new? I need to make some research because I got a lot of new stuff sometimes, but I don't know. Or just anything that like maybe that's under the radar. Some yeah. of your favorite like independent yeah. bands. Yeah. Oh, independent. Okay. Yeah, sure. The new Krang album is Orgasmic. The band from Czech Republic. I'm just addicted okay. to it. They're rad. They're so good. There's my friend <laughs> in Quebec City called Ipshot. They are punk rock with grunge sound. Amazing band, too. Mm. 
they're going to release their EP very soon. Uh, I love my local scene. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? I don't know. It's hard to answer right now because I, I listen. I know to- we're on the spot. We're just like asking the question. Well, I listen to like 50 bands every week. It's a- no, like, well, where do you go to find these new bands? Like where, you know, there's. I, I find myself sometimes stuck in a rut, you know, and of course, Spotify gives you new stuff or or your sound sisters do. But sometimes you want something out, out of the mix. Like, how, how do you mix it up and listen to so, so many different new bands? I'm very lucky because of um, because of the podcast and the radio show. A lot of bands send me emails like listen to this, 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 they send me links, bio. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> everything is there. So I discover a lot of bands like this. What I love to do when I, when I'm stressed, uh, I either watch a universe planet documentary or I scroll the punk rock hashtag <laughs> on Instagram. Nice. And then I discover a lot of bands, a lot. It's crazy. Mm. Nice. It's really amazing. Mm. I gotta ask you, what's what's bigger collection, your vinyls or your T-shirt game? Because oh, that that's on point. Like I don't I don't think I saw you like wear a shirt twice or a record. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, that's awesome. Uh, I have way more shirts than vinyl, uh, but I, and I prefer my shirt collection it's a uh, vinyl is amazing it's like the best way for me to listen to some music and discover the, the great sound the lyrics because i love to read a big sheet of lyrics yeah. i love i love to make an effort to listen to vinyl you know you have to get up the couch mm-hmm. and turn the vinyl and you have to listen to the album in the order don't be lazy don't skip a song you have to respect the band how he chose how they chose the the order but the shirts are like just all my memories because i'm new to vinyl collection i'm i've been collecting them since like two years and a half but shirts like since i'm 17 so i have <laughs> now i probably have like 250 shirts wow. <laughs> nice that's a lot of hangers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, oh my god! I should show you what I do with my shirts. I have a big dryer <laughs> with my current rotation of shirts, and I have a big, big, big container full of shirts and two bags full of shirts. And sometimes I just throw it all on the floor and choose, like, okay, in the next three months, I wish I could wear this. This because I can't have. Huh. The, but sometimes I like I really want to wear that shirt, and I'm like, oh, oh, so I have to dig in bags. <laughs> 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 Two nice collections. I don't think I'm a very materialistic woman, but for this, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I had a pretty big shirt collection, but like, they don't really fit me anymore. Like when I was That's 17, fine. 18, but. You still have it? I do, but I've I've sold a bunch of them on Mercari, Mercari, whatever it is. But they're literally just sitting in the tub. I can't sell them. Like, <laughs> like you said, it's your youth. I think that's one of the like greatest things about you know going to a punk rock show is getting the t-shirt and <laughs> wearing it and like yeah, I went to this show. Like fuck yeah, you know, and like buying that shirt and supporting 
your favorite band or a new band that you shot you saw at the show um i mean that's definitely like one of the things i miss about life before covid is going to the show and and collecting the shirts what was your last show before covid our last show we played the bernie sanders rally in march but not a not a pink what was the last show i went to like punk show we start to lose memories for real Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like well, we played, we played out of town, and then yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> for me, the last show I was at was at Yucca, and it was on Valentine's Day, and Creep still was playing because I was photographing mm. it. It was the pinup pinball I was working it, so that was fun. But the first show show, I actually, the last one I went to, I think it was on tour with you guys when we did that short run run in December. Okay. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a break there and it makes me so mad because I mean, like all of us, it took it for granted. Like, Oh, I'll yeah. get the next one. Oh, I'll yeah. get the next one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hindsight. Right. What was the last show you went to? The last, last show was yeah. a Quebec duet called Les Sœurs Boulées. It's two sisters. Uh, they are playing like folk music. They are so, so good. They are doing great harmonies because I love harmonies. Uh, but mm -hmm. before that, I went to a Silverstein show. They were playing an entire album. It was uh, discover, uh, When Broken is Easily Fixed, I think. What was the, this album? See, I lo I'm losing memories too. But they were playing <laughs> a whole album with, after that, a bunch of like great songs. It was really fun. I remember the first show that I was really pissed being canceled was Strung Out with Dead by Stereo. Ah, mm. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we all yeah. got to comment on that one. Uh, Very nice right. festival after that. Oh, and the worst thing that happened to me that is not dramatic, but it sucks happening is that I was supposed to see the Descendants for the first time of my life. And it oh. never happened. Oh, that sucks. They're going to reschedule. I need to see this band live. Yes. Yeah. I just want to feed you soup right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Descendants. No, that's so sad. <laughs> Dude, what's that? Soup? <laughs> yeah, because it's very comforting. <laughs> it's very comforting when you're sad. <laughs> Some, yeah, but no, no, but I fully believe it'll be just that much better when you get to see him live. It's If you happen. were a soup, what kind of soup would you be? <laughs> I would actually be, I would be um, wild rice chicken Ooh. soup. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'd be Mexican chicken soup. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Drea? Uh, French onion with the cheese. The cheese <laughs> and the bread. I the just bottom. had some uh, broccoli cheddar soup. Oh, yeah. What about you? Good. What kind of soup would you be? Uh, I love lentil tomatoes. Uh, yeah, tomatoes, lentils together for a soup. It's so good. I love this. Uh, I love chicken noodles, like traditional super. Me too. <laughs> Do you think you will make the trip and come to Punk Rock Bowling this year? Uh, it's weird because I've never been there because uh, a week before it's the Puzza Fest in Montreal. Mm -hmm. So it's like three days and three nights of huge festival, uh, a huge festival with lots of shows. So I think after that, I never thought 
going to another big fest with traveling because I, I love shows, but I, I'm extroverted, but also I need to recharge pretty quick. So two very big events in a week, it's a little too much, but I, I, will, I really need to go there for sure. I heard Pusa is not happening this year. No, it, it won't. Yeah. So you can come down and punk rock bowling. I wish, but <laughs> the situation here. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Because when we are traveling for non-essential uh, topic mm-hmm. uh, matter, uh, we have to do an hotel quarantine and we have to pay for it. So it's kind of complicated. But yeah, I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seems so much fun. Girl, it is essential. It's in the name of punk rock. <laughs> What's the lineup this year? I just didn't watch because it just hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Aww. It's pretty good. It, it's it's okay. No, it's yeah. all right. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you can tell me. <laughs> well, hopefully, I mean, we were supposed to play Pooza, so hopefully that happens at some point. And... Oh. Um, we get to meet you and we'll eat poutine, eat poutine and listen to oh, punk rock. I know some very nice poutine place in Montreal, like Fritalor. And you can custom it. Like, and there's a place in Quebec City called the Poutinerie. You can put anything you want on it. Like, it's crazy. They also have vegan poutine. They have like all kind of meat poutine. It's like everything you want. They, they have it. Hmm. Nice. No You know that Pizza Fest is for poutine and pizza together. It's just made for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were really looking forward to that because it would be my first time in Canada. So, and poutine. (laughs) It's all about it. You absolutely need to play here too and hang out. I'll help you. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to crash on you in your studio. Yeah. In the futon. Natalie <laughs> <laughs> Shell's gonna bug you all night. My my cat. Yay! Your cat Katie. is really cute. I definitely saw adorable pictures on your social media. So I was like, that is a cute cat. Don't have to. So all my uh, maternal uh, instinct is on my cats because I really love animals too. Mm. We feel that and we represent that. We <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, no, I have two fur dogs, rescue uh, pugs, pug mix, and a purebred pug. And Gabby's got two dogs, one kitty. Kitty, kitty. I have a great Dane and a boxer. A what? A great Dane and a boxer. Oh, a boxer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Do you have any kids or just just the kitty? Just the kitty. That's... No, I don't have kids. I I love kids. I don't know. I, I never wanted kids because I don't think it's my path in life. But I really love kids, so it's weird. But I it, I'm super happy with my choice. But that's not weird at all. <laughs> it really isn't. Admit that people without kids hate kids. That's not true. But like I really love and some sometimes I'm like I know I'm missing something great but it's still my choice I still I'm still happy with it but sometimes I know that uh, it's so beautiful to have kids but it's just not my way I love that I mean I think that so many people just 
it's the societal pressure, of course, like to have kids or to get married, you know, even though those are things that call to me, you know, that's, I hate, I don't like it when people just automatically assume like, oh, you know, that that's your path. And, and like you said, oh, you must hate kids. And it's like, no, like I just, it's not for me. And I think that's beautiful. You know, you live it, you live your best kitty mom life. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I try to, uh, all the, the band that I try to help are like my baby bands. Cause now I'm, I'm getting old and like the bands are still young. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah hey real quick for the listeners go ahead and plug where they can find you on social media uh you can find my facebook page uh on the name punk rocket rocket is spelled r-o-q-u-e-t-t-e so punk rocket uh it's called podcast and music and punk rocket on instagram and i really hate tiktok so i'm not on it i tried but i i just you should do it because I think you would blow up on it. Yeah, yeah you would. You yes. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I tried the reels. It was pretty fun, but I don't know TikTok. I I know I have to try. Okay, yeah. 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 Challenge. I'll try to do one. <laughs> <laughs> I have an account, so you can find me there too. Send me emails with uh, so for some band submissions. I love this punk rocket at Gmail. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight and talking to us. You were great. I can't wait to meet you. I hope my English wasn't so bad. Oh, no, you were perfect. It was so great. (laughs) Good job for everything. For the the podcast is amazing. Music, photography. It's uh, it's really fun to see all your projects. Powerful women. Thank you. Thank you. That means so much. We're stronger together. (laughs) (laughs) We are sound sisters. Thank you, the the pop rock rock singer. You absolutely need to to watch this. Yes. Um, Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Remember to head over to the website soundsistersaz.com to read up on our guests and view pictures and videos mentioned in this episode. Go to Facebook and like us. Instagram to follow us at soundsistersaz. Check out our kooky sister podcast called Grave Sisters, located under the Sound Sisters platform on all streaming platforms. Check out older episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play and leave us a review. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We have new t-shirts on our merch shop over on the website, so go get one. Once again, thank you everybody who still supports the Sound Sister podcast. It really does mean everything to us. You know, on, on that note, this is your host, Dre Adal, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize, always do your best, and wash your hands. Thank you. Good night. Bye!